is Trice Talk Minipod for Saturday morning, March the 13th, 2021. Thanks for joining me for another episode. Um, it's early morning. It's just a little after one o'clock in the morning on Saturday. And uh, I typically try to do these mini pods sometime between midnight and one o'clock in the morning, uh, just depending on how it how it plays out. But uh, tonight I'm going to share a story that I was not able to get to on our regular Thursday night Trice Talk series with uh, Dennis Lee and Eric Kirk. I mean, we generally have more stories than we can actually do just in case something goes faster than we expect. But a lot of times we end up with some stories left over. And by the time it got, it was time for me to do this one on Thursday night. It was just a little bit too late for me to do it justice. So, um, and it's, it's one of those things. I actually saw this on Fox news, um, probably Thursday evening before the show. And then I quickly looked, uh, the information up on the internet and found it on, the Mike Huckabee evening edition site, which is something that I like to use quite often and uh, decided I was going to try to use it for the show, but it didn't work out. So I'm going to use it this morning on this uh, edition of Minipod. Um, the article starts out with Mike Huckabee commenting just a couple of sentences here, and then it goes into uh, the article that he is referencing. So it starts out with Mike Huckabee. In a little reported executive order, President Biden, having already issued an order championing the transgenderism in the military, ordered that the taxpayers will now pay for medically necessary gender transition drugs and surgery for military members and veterans. So from there, he goes into the article on PJ Media which reported that President Biden on January the 25th, which is, by the way, only five days after taking office, issued an executive order, which he was doing a lot of that particular week, directing the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland Security to establish a process by which 
transgender service members may transition gender while serving. Although it remained unclear whether or not taxpayers would get stuck with a bill for transgender surgery. Later that day, however, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, which we've talked about him on Trice Talk, announced that the Department of Defense would endorse transgender identity and pay for transition-related care. This revised policy will also ensure all medically necessary transition-related care authorized by law is available to all service members and will re-examine all cases of transgender service members that may be in some form of adverse administrative proceedings, Austin wrote. By that statement, I'm assuming that he's meaning that there's probably some cases that were brought about before Joe Biden took over as president and uh, maybe was in some form of limbo during the Trump administration. In February, the Department of Veterans Affairs announced that VA Secretary Dennis McDonough had ordered a review requiring the VA to examine the delivery of medically necessary gender affirmation care and procedures. McDonough directed VA employees to perform an, an assessment of the necessary steps to eliminate the exclusion of gender alteration, which is gender affirmation surgery, in the medical benefits package. And this was reported uh, as reported in the Washington Examiner. Austin and McDonough did not put a dollar figure on the cost for transgender treatments. However, the Philadelphia Center for Transgender Surgery presents a plethora of surgeries for male to female and female to male surgeries that add up between $100,000 and $200,000. Citing an arguably flawed 2016 study, Biden argued that endorsing transgenderism in the military would have only a minimal impact on military readiness and health care cost. Yet, a 2019 USA Today investigation found that the Pentagon had spent $8 million to treat just 1,500 transgender military officials, including cross-sex hormones and some surgeries. While an Obama-era policy barred the VA from providing transgender surgery, that policy expired in 2018. A federal study revealed that more than 15,000 service members and 134,000 veterans identify themselves as transgender. Representative Jim Banks, who is a Republican from Indiana, is also an Afghanistan veteran, told the Washington Examiner that while he supports allowing service members to serve in accordance with their gender identity, he opposes taxpayer funding for gender transition. This radical and new territory for a presidential administration to force taxpayers to fund sexual reassignment surgeries for those in the military, Banks told the examiner. I'm compassionate towards those individuals who want to undergo an elective surgery of this nature, but taxpayers shouldn't be on the hook to pay for it. It's constitutionally dubious that Congress hasn't passed these measures, 
but the administration in a radical way is pushing through this agenda. I sit on the committee that should debate these issues. Forcing taxpayers to fund cross-sex hormones and transgender surgeries violates the consciences of Christians and Roman Catholics who oppose such procedures, Banks argued. President Biden's orders practically applied through Austin and McDonough's guidance may take taxpayer complicit, may make taxpayers complicit, I'm sorry, in medical treatments that arguably do physical harm to healthy men and women. This would prop up a system that encourages adults and children to alter their bodies in pursuit of a biologically false identity, a process that will leave many of them permanently scarred. If Biden really wants this on his conscience, that's his affair. He absolutely should not be forcing this complicity on taxpayers, however. A decades-long supporter of the Hyde Amendment, which prevents taxpayer dollars from funding abortions, President Biden should be able to grasp the conscientious objection to controversial medical practices like baby killing and experimental gentle mutilation. So that was pretty much the gist of, of the article on PJ Media, although there they did post at the very bottom. It said there is an update to the above article, which I just read. And it was posted on 311 as well. Terrence L. Hayes, press secretary for the VA, reached out to PJ Media and clarified that the VA has not started any transgender surgeries, even though VA Secretary McDonough has directed a review to move in that direction. Please be advised that the Department of Veterans Affairs has not started any surgical procedures for transgender veterans as per Secretary McDonough is in the assessment phase. No money is being spent on surgery for veterans at this time. And that's according to the uh, Terrence L. Hayes, press secretary for the Veterans Administration. So that's pretty much the article. But I do want to I do want to mention here before I go on to the last uh, couple of paragraphs from uh, Mike Huckabee. That there's also um, this article from PJ Media did contain about four more paragraphs talking about research and into the procedures uh, that show that there is significant risk involved with sex reassignment surgery, including heart conditions, increased cancer risk, and loss of bone density. I did not include it here because the safety or success of the procedures is not the issue. If you would like to read this information, uh, you can go to the Mike Huckabee Evening Edition for March the 11th. Scroll down to the EO Pin Strikes Again uh, article, and he, he lists them uh, before he starts talking about them, or before he starts writing about them, I guess I should say. Uh, then click on the highlighted sentence beginning with taxpayers will now pay in the article of EO pin strikes again. That will take you to the link on PJ Media where the article is found. 
And then all you have to do is scroll down near the bottom of the article where it starts or, or states research shows. And uh, this section, there, there's about, like I said, there's about four uh, paragraphs that will give you more details about all the complications uh, that surveys and studies have found associated with those types of procedures. And again, since that's not the issue uh, that Mike Huckabee has with uh, with this with this issue, um, I, I didn't feel like it was anything that I needed to include in here tonight. But uh, certainly would encourage you to go read that if you're interested to see some of the negative things that, uh, as far as health risk are concerned, that uh, this article states that are have have been found to be true. All right, so uh, Huckabee goes on to state. I assume we're no longer allowed to question how dangerous elective surgery and hormones that disfigure perfectly healthy bodies could ever be medically necessary. Based on the federal estimate of current and former military personnel that could be covered by this order as identified above, I assume this will end up being one very expensive executive order. It seems as if a policy change that radical with a price tag that high would be something that Congress would be expected to investigate and debate. But the man who assailed Trump for being a dictator who ruled by executive order decided to take it upon himself. Sounds like he's transitioned to exactly what he campaigned against. And that's pretty much the article by Mike Huckabee. Now, having said that, let me be clear that I'm not addressing this issue from the position of whether someone should go through or even be allowed to go through gender surgeries. In fact, I think adults should have a right to do whatever they think is right for them. I have no problem with that process, if it's something that people want to do and think is the right thing to do for them. This is not a judgment on that. But the determining factor here is that I do not believe American taxpayers should have to to pay for those costs associated with these surgeries, which is pretty much the point that Mike Huckabee was making above. Now, some people also make the case, you know, Taxpayers shouldn't have to pay because of religious reasons. Um, that's not even my argument here. Even taking that out of it, I still don't believe that taxpayers should have to pay for something like this. My objection isn't on any moral high ground or dis- disagreement with the process. Uh, it does sound risky based on the things that I read in the article. It does sound like something that that is extremely uh, risky for people to, to, um, to undertake. And also, and if you'll, if you read that article further, the stuff that I didn't put in here, um, it also states that there's a number of people that go through these procedures and then have regrets afterwards. And then basically it's too late or because of the health issues that, that come up after they've had these, uh, surgeries, uh, you know, many of them have what they call buyer's remorse. 
But increasingly, it seems that the federal government is being asked or expected to pay for more and more things in people's lives. And that's my issue, most of which seem to be personal choice issues. And again, I'm sure there's people that argue, you know, it's more than a personal choice for these people that want to go through these surgeries. And, and I, I'm not qualified to, to, to even discuss that. But it's, it's still about taxpayers having to pay for more and more things in society. And since all the government money is our money, the taxpayers, I don't think people should be expected to contribute to the cost for personal issues. If you continue to go down that road, where do you stop? Does the government, is, should the government pay for uh, breast enlargement, augmentation, nose jobs, elective plastic surgery? I'm not talking about plastic surgery for people who, who've had accidents and so forth, and then they're correcting, correcting things. Um, that, that's a whole different category, but just elective plastic surgery. I mean, where do you stop? Hair transplants? And I know that's not the same issue. It's not on the same level as some of these people that want to, you know, that choose to go through these gender um, surgeries. But still, the thing is, you open that door. Well, the door has already been open because the government spends money on all kinds of things that they shouldn't spend money on, uh, that we have to work harder and harder and longer every year to contribute to these things in the way of our taxes, whether it's federal payroll taxes or it's state taxes or, or even taxes on goods that we buy, because those taxes are based on what, you know, uh, the prices of goods are based on what employers have to pay. And all that comes in the, in the form of the things they have to cover for their employees. But where do you stop, really? You know, I've heard people say, well, you know, uh, losing my hair is traumatic for me and, and it, it ruins their lives. And some people are miserable and, and, you know, and they need hair transplants to make them feel confident in society again and be able to face people or be more successful in their job. There, there is no end to those kinds of things. My question is, how can we budget money for those kinds of issues when there are thousands of homeless adults and children in this country? There's thousands of abused women and children in this country. There's thousands of uh, drug-addicted adults and teens in this country. How many people went to bed last night hungry in this country? And yet we seem to be more and more willing to spend money on things that do not go to help solve the basic needs of American people. I mean, if you're going to tax people, at least tax it for things that are, that are for the general good of, of pretty much the entire country. 
How can we justify our obsession with trying to fund individual issues such as this when there are so many other worthy issues that need our attention? And I've said that not just in regards to this. I've said that about I have the same position on immigration. How do we continue to allow people, thousands of people coming into this country that are going to need help? going to need assistance, and yet we've got homeless people living all across the country in tents on the street or in cardboard boxes, yet we think we need to continue letting people come in. So I'm not just focusing on this. You'll find me talking about a lot of issues when it comes to using taxpayers' money. I think we need to start prioritizing our issues in this country. After all, the government is taking money from a large number of us because we do know that there is a segment of the population that does not pay any income tax. But that money that they take from the large portion of the people in this country should be used, th used for things that make a country safe and a better place to live for all of us. I mean, again, I do believe that people who want or need to go through gender surgeries should have the right to do so. I'm, I'm not making an argument that they shouldn't. But I also believe that other people shouldn't be expected to pay for the cost through their tax dollars. And I know it's an expensive procedure, so, yeah, that would limit uh, people that, that can go through it. I uh, understand that, but that that's true of a lot of things. There's a lot of health issues in this country that people that don't have these Cadillac insurance plans, you know, they can't get the best care because they don't have the best insurance. We have those issues in this country as well. We have people that that die of diseases that if they had better access to better health care or if, if they had better policies, you know, they may have been able to receive treatments that would have saved their life. So it's not just picking on this one thing. There's so many things that we need to address. But when you're using taxpayer dollars, you know, it needs to be used on things that benefit the entire country. Make America a better place to live. Make it safe for everybody. But I guess, you know, one could argue that there are a lot of things our government spends money on that should not have to be the burden of the taxpayers. This recent COVID, <laughs> this recent COVID bill that just passed. I mean, oh my gosh. And we'll be talking about that both on Trice Talk and I'll be doing some more mini pods about specific issues of that. I mean, you know, the, our our government has a tendency. You ever ask yourself, why do they have to lump so many things into one bill and then vote on it? Why why don't we why can't we vote on specific issues? Why can't we vote on one issue? Up or down, pass or fail that, and then go on to the next issue. Why? Well, the answer I think everybody probably knows is because, you know, they tie bills that they or issues that they know would be very difficult to get passed. They anchor it to some bill that they know everybody needs, like the COVID checks. 
And that's the only way they can get this garbage passed. So we'll be talking more about that as time goes on. But anyway, that's something that uh, we'll keep talking about on Trice Talk in weeks to come. And it's only going to get worse, you know, under this administration. I'm sure there's going to be many more things that we're going to be complaining about in weeks to come. And you're not going to hear anything negative about it in mainstream media. But um, that's pretty much the subject for tonight. And and I, uh, I do appreciate you uh, taking time to listen to this episode with me and i let's see this is saturday i'll be back tomorrow night uh probably after midnight again so it'll be actually sunday morning and um i'll have another subject that i'll be talking about on mini pod and also don't forget that uh tristock live is on sunday night at 11 p.m All right, so let me, I'm sorry, the little uh, exit music just disappeared on me here. So, um, but with that, I'm going to say, stay safe, everybody. See you next time. Thank you.